Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Northeast Scene Podcast. This is Keith. And Tommy. We have a special guest tonight. Us. Yeah. Just us. No guests this week because I'm on vacation. And you know what? (laughs) (laughs) I don't want I don't want to stress about it. So this is this is my break. But listen, we are committed to bringing you new episodes every single Monday, no matter what. So even if there's no guest, we're still gonna be here. This is it. Here we are. This is just what we do. Yeah. This is our life, man. We don't do anything else. <laughs> this is it. So guess what? what? Guess what? 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 <laughs> uh, my my beach trip. Yeah. Is canceled. Oh no, Hamptons for you. No Hamptons for me. Can you Why? believe that? What happened? Well, Romy. Hold uh, on, that dude. Your the bed is so loud. Is it really like? Is it that loud on your end? It's loud, but. You know, it, it'll it'll be it'll be mixed when uh when this is all over. Okay, so, uh, okay. There, I, I only did it for a minute because I, I knew that was gonna. I always think of the uh, whenever I hear like somebody's like, oh, I'm going on vacation. You know that song, the girl from Ipanema. Dun, yeah. dun, dun, that's all I can think of, and I don't know why that comes in my head, but it, it really just it's like uh, I think it was on a Simpsons episode or something like that, where like some, somebody said something about going on vacation, and it's just constantly. Well, guess what? The trip is canceled, Romy. That's my girlfriend for for the wonderful listeners at home. She's she got her first paying job this weekend, I think. Uh, first paying job since February. Oh my god! Can you believe that? Yeah, that's insane. Well, I mean, well, she does work. She works in the fashion industry, so it's been everything's essentially just been on hold. Yes, and she's done a couple one-off things. Like, here's the deal: she she gets. The paid gigs are obviously what she needs to do, but she'll also do these these unpaid things for magazines and stuff to to you know to get her name out there. It's like us doing this thing. It's yeah, like a yeah. project to build up your resume to get something out there. So she's doing one of those tomorrow, but she's doing her first paid gig since February this weekend. So we had to cancel the trip. But that's good for her, though. That's really awesome. That's the thing, and I was I was bummed about because you know at work I'm like oh I'm going to the beach I took a week off uh, I haven't taken a week off in three years I haven't gone to the beach in two years and oh, I'm like really? yeah last real vacation I took was like 2017. Jesus, I know, but I don't have like I don't I don't know I don't do anything. You, you know what I mean? Like, this is like a this is kind of like a. Um... What do you call that? Cognitive dissonance? Like when you say you're going to the beach, all I imagine you is just standing there with like a black shirt and black <laughs> jeans being like <laughs> with your arms folded like, now, this ocean's I, loud as fuck. <laughs> I actually really like the beach. I, I do wear a black shirt and black jeans there, but I take the black jeans off when I get there and I have a bathing suit on underneath them. Oh, are you a good swimmer? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I spent a lot of time in water as a kid. So I like the ocean. I like it. So we're just going to go out to Jay Reese one day in the next couple weeks. That's a nice beach here. And that'll be fine. That's cool. So, folks, we wanted to check in with you because Tommy and I have not spoken just to us since, like, I don't know, episode five. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a long time. Yeah, a really long time. And look, there's a lot of business we need to cover. And there's a lot of good interviews that we've done that we want to... That we want to discuss a little bit. 
kind of do like a little clip show recap kind of talk, you know? Yeah. Oh, I should have prepared clips. No, don't do that. <laughs> no, but uh, for, let's get the business out of the way first. Now, cool. we haven't gotten many emails from people lately. Yeah. And we want to. We want to hear from you. We want to hear. Now, we want to hear your stories, right? That, that was the original intent, to hear some stories and that kind of stuff from your scenes. Uh, we want to hear some feedback. Are we annoying? Should we be less annoying? Uh, yeah, let me ask you a question, Tommy. Yeah. Have you have you ever heard any negative feedback about the show? My mom doesn't like it. Really? No. Why? Because we swear. Oh, <laughs> she doesn't like it. Really? Swear. Yeah. She's if like, she if we didn't swear, would she like it? Uh, yeah, I guess to a certain extent, she always has kind of, I think I, I, I talked about this before, but everything my mom has dealt with in terms of like anything that had to do with music, she's always been kind of like, I just, I don't, she just doesn't get it. Like she yeah. doesn't, she doesn't understand the screaming part of it. She doesn't understand why it's so heavy. My yeah. mom is a big like classical music and opera person. So like for her, it's like, it's just, she has culture. What's that? Remember that clip from, um that mogwai song it's a big it's a big load of trashy old noise yeah <laughs> like that iggy pop clip yeah, yeah. she just thinks it's just you know but it's in fact the brilliant work of a genius myself okay. <laughs> <laughs> um well, I, the only negative feedback i've ever heard was that the the volume was way off for the first four episodes the ones we recorded in person oh okay that was before we had uh, the wonderful Richard Tabor to to mix them though. Oh, yeah. No. So that's that's it. So folks, if you if you know, give us feedback, let us know uh what we could do better or worse. Write us, write us with stories. We like that kind of stuff. There there's some uh we get a lot of inter- the Instagram seems to be the main hub for this thing, so we Yeah. I saw people telling stories about um one of the show flyers that you had posted it was the one at Palanca Park where the chandelier yes. came down, and there was a whole thread of people just talking about how, how they kind of hung it back up with like stuff from the coat room, wire like hangers, wire, wire hangers and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that was the Damien said that was the one and only show he's ever done. Oh yeah, dude! Because yeah. you know, the, the amount of stress that goes into doing that is just—I don't, you know—it always kind of blew me away that like when you would go to those shows, you'd be like, "Who did this?" I mean, like, some nineteen-year-old, like, really? <laughs> Yeah, I was always amazed that people could, like, uh, Pat, Pat McCormick is our dear friend. He's going to be on the show later in this episode. As soon as he got a computer, he, he, right away, he started booking shows. Oh. And I was, I was, like, dumbfounded by that. I was like, how is he doing that? I have a funny, like, when Pat gets on, I have a funny thing to talk with him about because, like, I, I, Pat was always, no, no, I'll wait till he's on, so I'll save it. Um, But, yeah, he's one of my, he's, he's one of these people that, like, I, I never got a good read on Pat. Like I, he was always just so quiet and just so he always kind of looked like he was in a bad mood. Yeah. And people <laughs> say that about me too. So I think that's why we're such good friends. But every time I would talk to him, he would be like, Hey man, how you doing? Like he's always like, so polite. and so nice. So I was like, Oh shit, you don't hate me. <laughs> like, this, <laughs> I really thought you didn't like me for the, the longest time. Like he, he was always so nice to me. I'm like, Jesus, you from a from a distance, you seem like you hate everyone and everything. Like he just Well, we're going to ask him if he does. What's that the, there's a word for he's like a curmudgeon. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like everything's like <laughs> Well, he's going to be on the show. So but folks, write us. 
interact yeah, with us please, continue yeah, yeah. continue to send us flyers if you can like if you like an episode throw up an instagram story and, and let people know about it because that helps out a lot and oh reviews we need reviews yes oh we got a new one from vadim yeah you ready for this <laughs> vadim Tavery. let's go yeah scrolling down okay from vegan vadim uh keith and tommy are great at keeping listeners engaged in conversation with musicians and asking excellent questions of interest all right they throw in humor at just the right times and allow the speaker oftentimes to take the conversations outside of music yes yeah that's a plus listening especially if you grew up in hardcore in the late 90s early 2000s in philly new jersey new york tri-state area five stars Thank you, Vadim. By the way, Vadim... Wouldn't Vadim, it be funny if he left like three and a half? Like, eh, it's <laughs> I, would have to, I would have to have words with him. Yo, he's the first person to declare himself a member of the Northeast scene. Oh, you, you got to explain it real fast again. Just because like, people are going to hear that and be like, wait, I got to fucking pay for this thing? Like, yeah. like, no, no, dude, you're a member when you say you are. Yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah, you just declare it. That's awesome. Well, I actually was going to say with this, like, how have you, you always start out with the question of, like, how have you been uh, coping in this age of Corona? Yeah. So what's it been like for you? How's everything going? It has been, it has been fine. I, I still have, I still have the same job, right? Nice. I work for the same company. Yeah. I'm, tr- I'm transitioning into a, a new role, like nice. a, it's like a step up. It'll it'll be a lot more work and a lot of training, but like hopefully more money. Nice. So so I'm looking forward to that. I think I am moving. Well, not I think I'm moving in with Romy on Halloween. Oh, that's awesome! In two months, yo, have you ever lived with a woman you've you've been with? Um, yes, and no. Well, so it's kinda... no, dude. That that's a joke. You're married. The answer is yes. Well, yeah, I mean, yes, but I mean, so I think one of the things, though, is like, so Kelly and I started kind of living together um, before we were even really, like, together together. Really? Uh, Yeah, so the weird part was is uh, we met because we lived in the same, um, it was like this giant house uh, in our the town we went to college in, and it was like this giant house that had been partitioned into separate houses. apartments yeah and i lived with a couple guys i played lacrosse with and she was at the very least combative with us at first um and to kind of smooth things over she left us uh, a note in our mailbox that said um you know i kind of want to get every everybody together in the building so that you know we're all friendly or at least on you know speaking terms and uh, I, I made a bunch of lasagna if you guys want to come down. Um, so when I moved to the new house um, the next year, we were still friendly. We actually became really close friends um, because she would go out to parties and you know we had lacrosse games and stuff like that. So we couldn't go out. So she would consistently like call us uh, and say like, hey, I'm at this party. And can you uh, – you know, I'm really, I've had too much to drink. Can you come and walk me home? So yeah. we be kind of came like this, like, you know, walk her and her friends back to... The Wait, dorm. so the question was, have you ever lived so, with yeah, someone so when you've I moved, been dating? So when I moved to the new house, um, she just started coming over and hanging out there and then just started sleeping there. And then her toothbrush was there. And then she just started sleeping at our house. <laughs> so that was... But that's so, like... 
that's like a group of people in a house. I'm talking like you're in a relationship. Oh, well, that's how we started really dating, though. Like, was okay. really, because she was just there all the time, and so we just, you know, I I've never up. lived. I've never lived with a significant other ever. It's, Can you believe that? Um, knowing you, yeah, no, I, <laughs> <laughs> like a hundred percent. Like, you have your stuff, and you like the things that you you like your stuff the way it is, and you are, you know. You're you, man. You you have that idea of like this is you like to you don't you not only enjoy being alone, like you prefer it sometimes. You can see like you're just like, Alright, I'm gonna go play video games by myself. Bye. Like, yes. Like yes. you you enjoy that time. Um so for me to, for you to be like, Oh, I, I'm living with this girl, I'd be like, Well, where's your room? Like <laughs> <laughs> she's making she's making me a room like oh. for the for the video games and so I can do the podcast in there. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Now that's that that makes total sense because that's that's your personality is you definitely have that like um like you you come off as especially like with just the way you carry yourself, like you are very when you're right around like new people, like yeah. you you don't say a goddamn word. Like you just no. are like you're solitary. Like you are just by yourself. So <laughs> when you say I, I've never lived with a woman, yeah, no, I, I totally can see that. <laughs> well, this will be the first time I'm moving from Williamsburg, Brooklyn, to the East Village, which is an awesome neighborhood. I used to go out there and party a lot. I always wanted to live there. I was like, yeah, man, this is where it's all at. I could live here and go to like all the bars and then i stopped drinking and all that and i was like i would never fucking live there there's too much going on i want to be somewhere quiet and now i'm moving back there like i'm moving there that's pretty cool though it's it's it's, a, it's an it's an awesome neighborhood when you come up yeah. you got to come up and visit whenever like you can and it's it's just awesome yeah whenever this uh corona is fucking like not around anymore which apparently <laughs> oh right, we gotta wait. We gotta wait for a uh, vaccine for you because you don't yeah. have a spleen, right? No, I I literally uh, I, I actually just sent my thing to work last week. That was my note from my doctor saying like I'm not allowed in the building until yeah. there like there's either herd immunity and it's safe for me to kind of return like that, or there is a uh, a vaccine that I get and then I can be back in the building. But until then, I will be re- teaching math remotely from my house so i have you know a setup in my basement i'll, I'll be using but perfect yeah. no more commute yeah so it's going to be a it's going to be a interesting transition though because essentially what they have to do now is they have to hire a substitute to basically be like my proxy in the classroom so somebody yeah. you can't just have 30 kids in a classroom and no teacher there Oh, right. Um, they would go wild. Yeah. Could you imagine that? Like, just me on a video screen being like, don't touch that. What are you doing? Sit down. Sit down. They're, like, they're going to be like, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Like, you're 20 miles away, stupid. Like, do something. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So that's going to be uh, kind of a an interesting hurdle to get over. But um, it doesn't look like we're going to be back in a school building anytime soon. Uh, I Today was my first day of work. What? Uh, yeah. So I was on on meetings all morning, actually all day from like eight until four. Um, and the last this early. Yeah, my school. Well, my, I'm a charter school. So our school year is normal. Public schools do 180 days. Teachers typically do 185, I think, or 186. Uh, my school's charter is written for 195 days 
of yeah. kids being there, and my school year is, I think, 203. So, um, yeah, I'm usually there uh, 10 days earlier than the kids, and I'm there, you know, a day or two after they leave. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a much longer year, um, but I, I prefer it like this. I like getting back because the first, you know, couple weeks of school is really just kids getting into what is what does a classroom look like in terms of like what does my behavior look like where do things belong how do i act when i'm in here when i need things like what do i where do i go uh i'm lucky enough that i have kids that are sixth grade so they're fairly autonomous when it comes to like being in a classroom so um it's really nice to set up like have a whole week of just like you know what are the procedures in my classroom? So for example, like I don't ever stop teaching if someone needs to sharpen their pencil, like a kid will just hold their pencil up and give me, like they give me, we use a lot of sign language. Um, That's good. They'll give me a signal and I just point that like, I just go, yeah, go. Or like, they'll show me like, um, it's like, imagine making a fist and putting your thumb in between your index and your middle finger. Um, that's the symbol for bathroom. So like when kids show me that I just, kind of like air write like a little thing like while I'm teaching like hey write it out like put it on your hall pass and then they while I'm still teaching walk up with their pass and I sign their pass and send them out to the bathroom like do you ever like not let a kid go to the bathroom for some reason uh yeah so that's actually a procedural thing in the beginning of this school year I set up that if I without getting like the two like too detailed yeah give me the give me the short version cuz i can already hear you winding up <laughs> <laughs> there's already like so the if the the part that they call direct instruction i mean mainly the part where i'm teaching the new thing like the whatever that lesson is for the day like yeah. the, the new part you can't leave then like I, i'm not reteaching you what you could have learned if you were in here for that 10 or 15 and it's a, it's only about 10 to 15 minutes of class um so we have a rule in school. It's first five, last five. So in the first five minutes, you can't go to the bathroom. And in the last five minutes, you can't go to the bathroom. And then I add in, you can't leave during direct instruction. You can't leave. But do you ever, if a kid asks, so if it doesn't fall within those parameters, he can't go. He or she or or whoever can't go to the bathroom. No. I mean, uh, if it's, if it's something like, look, there's, if there's, there's an emergency. If there's going to be a problem. Yeah. Like, and the thing is, is like you, you start to feel like after, you know, a couple of weeks with the kids, you start to feel out like, who's the kid that like, if somebody is like constantly like, I have to go to the bathroom, I have to go to the bathroom, I have to go to the bathroom. Like they're doing it to avoid work or they're doing it to avoid something in the classroom. Like it's obvious. Yes. You know, um, there's a couple times where like <laughs> there's kids that have like literally never asked me to go to the bathroom. And then like all of a sudden, like, you know, you know, the middle of October, they look at me and they're like, I need to use the bathroom. Like, and I'll show me the bathroom sign. And I can see, you could see it on their face. Like, and I'm like, bring it up. I'll sign it now. I don't care if I'm in the middle of teaching. <laughs> like I can clearly see what you're having to do is, uh, is it's, is an, emergency. It, it's an important thing. So yeah, yeah, go ahead and take care of it. But I think the, the, the biggest thing with them is like, um, understanding that, you know, my class is an hour and a half long. I really only need you in here for a solid 20 minutes, like first five, last five, and then 10 minutes of instruction. Like the rest of the time, if you need to go to the bathroom, by all means, like I'll send you. So you live, you live in Feasterville, right? Yeah. So I'm, I'm like, uh, the biggest thing that's really close to my house. Most people know is parks casino. Um, I live on the borderline between where Feasterville meets Ben Salem. So, uh, I'm only about a minute off a street road. So where do you record in your basement? Yeah, so I go down to my basement. Um, in my house, our basement is completely finished. 
So yeah. we actually have a full bath down here and uh, extra freezer and extra refrigerator and stuff like that. So it's also set up kind of like my daughter's playroom. So like a lot of their bigger toys that would take up too much room upstairs, like, you know, fake kitchen play sets and, you know, toy boxes and stuff like that. They're all down here. Yeah, I, I record in my large living room with it doesn't have much in it. That's why it sounds so cavernous. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, I turn off the air when I'm doing that. So it's boiling in the summertime. And but no, I'm looking for I'm actually looking forward to moving to the East Village because I'm at the point now where like I'm kind of over myself. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be like my schedule all the time. Yeah, I didn't I didn't realize like it can be fun to do whatever you want all the time, but it can be it can be pretty lonely, too. So I didn't realize like there's this whole other world of like stuff to do, you know, when I'm with Romy and she has a 14 year old daughter and they have two cats the cats are a lot of fun. I didn't realize I'm a cat person, you know? So it's I, like, it's, it's nice to have, like, creatures around all the time and people and, and you know? It's like... It's I like, never liked cats. I yeah. Never, see, I'm the, I mean, I guess there's a couple times I've been around a couple of them and I've been like, ah, oh, this cat's okay. But, yeah. like, for the most part, like, I, I, I'm really, like, a, a smell thing, kind of, like, it, there's a, a, like, if you've been in someone's house that has, like, a... A litter box that hasn't been cleaned a lot yeah you that, gotta stay you gotta stay on top of it and thankfully we do yeah that that um it's you not it's, we don't it's fuck that, around. Am, that ammonia kind of smell that cat pee has i it, it really um it's it, it's, yeah it gets under my skin it's like i i don't have a lot of like pet peeve kind of things not to be like play on words with pets but like <laughs> it really does like that's that that gets under my skin and it's like um like I, if someone said to me, like if they were like, "Hey, let's order food," and their house smelled like cat pee, I'm not gonna eat it in the house. Like I'm not eating in your house. Like I'm not yeah. eating in there. Like I can't. I wouldn't. Hey, be. question: Does yeah. your does your wife ever listen to this show, Kelly? She's listened to a couple episodes. Does she uh, like it? She doesn't think. Um, well, keep in mind, my wife has no idea about like she, her entrance to hardcore is literally just me listening to music around her and her being like, <laughs> and her being like, turn that down. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, she thinks it's funny. Like she actually, you know what she talked about and she thought it was really good. She, uh, listened to a portion of the, uh, interview with Liam. Yeah. And she really liked the part where he was talking about, you know, him kind of getting into religion and talking about St. Francis. And we talked about like, you know, all three of us were kind of talking about our Catholic upbringing in terms of like, you know, going to Catholic school and how we were educated and stuff like that. She she thought that was really interesting. She goes, she kind of stopped for a second because she was listening to it. She goes, I thought you guys were supposed to talk about music. (laughs) (laughs) You know, (laughs) I love I'm glad I I was like kind of scared. I wanted because he said like he went through something and I was like, "Do you want to talk about it on the show?" Like, oh yeah, <laughs> and I, I was like, crying I was, a little bit. Yeah, but I, I I love those conversations are the best. But I'm gonna get back to that in a second. You know, Romy still has not listened to the show. Really? Yeah. Well, see, Kelly's listened to like uh, you know ten fifteen minute snippets of certain things, or like I, I told her that, like uh, the one day I was like, "Oh, there's a really funny thing." Um, what did I tell her to listen to? Oh, because she knows she's known Bobby uh, Meadows. She's she's known Meadows for since I you know like since she was nineteen years old. So yeah, she was like, oh, I want to hear some of that. And she we were talking about um, it, it, I played her the part where uh, we were 
talking about Byberry and like going into Byberry as kids and stuff like that. Yeah. And she was like, you realize you can never let the girls ever listen to this. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, no, I, 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 I'm acutely aware of what the girls are going to be able to, you know, like they're going to hear it eventually someday, but hopefully at that point that, you know, I, I won't be, you know, or intro. hopefully they they just won't care. Like, or they'll just be like, "Yeah, we knew you're an idiot. You're you, <laughs> like, you, Dad's always done dumb shit." Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, Romy still has not listened to the show. I I have beef with her because of that. I was just gonna say, do you take offense to it? Like, yes. You know, at first I didn't, but like, but then I was like, dude, she could listen to one. Like, just listen to one. You know. I mean, it it's a. It's a hefty investment of time, though. <laughs> well, yeah, but <laughs> but two and a half hours sometimes. She has committed to listening to the episode with Brad oh, because yeah. she knows Brad too. Okay, so you know, I told her listen to that one. That's a good one. Yeah, that is a good one. I it, yeah. he that was one of those ones that you know was kind of going down their like regular path there for a while, and wow, did that take a a sharp left turn, <laughs> dude? Those are the best. Like it That's, happened with Brad. It, and it happened in the Liam episode. It happened with Liam too, yeah. And with Kevin from Gates, like yeah. all all talking. I love having those conversations because most people don't have any kind of outlet where they can talk about that stuff in any meaningful way. It's like Kevin was talking about, like you know, you're at the bar with your friends and you're like, "Yeah, man, I'm like dealing with an existential crisis after my cancer surgery," and people are like, "Uh, cool, okay, like." Like yeah. where else? Where else are you going to talk about that? Yeah, that's another. Yeah, because that's the other thing is like, it, how do you bring that up casually? Like you don't. Like you, you, you either spoil the conversation and then make it about something that's either dark or something somewhere doesn't. You know, people don't want to go. Yeah. Um, or you talk about it with people that are really close to you, like, and you, you know, you bring it up in a way that allows you to be able to speak freely about it. But then, you know. There, there's something liberating, especially if it's something you kept to yourself, you know, yes. the first time you tell someone else, but to talk about it in, you know, in a podcast where, you know, a lot of other people are going to listen to it. Um, right. It is, it's a huge step of courage. Like I, I, I really applaud those guys for bringing stuff up that I know was, ne- you know, not necessarily the most comfortable things to talk about. But it's right. been really cool to hear them share their experiences because it's that that type of genuine human interaction doesn't happen a ton. Yeah, and I like the idea that talking about it can somehow help somebody else. Oh yeah. Or you don't know like the ripples oh, yeah. that you're that you're gonna make. I have a question for you. Yeah, what do you got? Does Kelly ever get mad at the podcast? Like if like say we have to record or you have to do something, does it ever like get in the way? No, because, well, um, she's never gotten mad at it uh, just because we, you and I, well, this is something, you and I keep a pretty tight schedule with things. Oh, yeah. So, like, um, it's always kind of, like, understood, like, this is what I'm doing. Like, this is, you know, and she has, you know, fair warning about it. So she knows, like, okay, so don't plan anything on Monday nights because he's going to be downstairs in the basement talking to Keith. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Maromi... I had some problems when I record when we used to record on Saturdays. Yeah. Because like it it would like get in the middle of the day and plus I'm a nervous wreck right before and after cuz I just have anxiety in general. But now that we moved it all to during the week, it's perfect. It's perfect. It, 
I love having the weekend open and like not stressing about it. I, I, you know what I really like is the fact that it's it's regimented in a way that like you, it, I know what I'm doing from seven forty five until ten fifteen every Monday night. Like yeah. this is what I'm doing, and we start early enough that you know we've had technical issues before with people you know microphones not working correctly or so and yep. we have the time built in to to make sure that we still get the episodes done um, yeah even if even if something goes wrong for like half an hour we can yeah. still do like an hour and a half yeah no and it's it's been really nice there's been a couple that have run really long and i'm like looking at it and i'm going like who cares like it, it's it's 10 30 at night all i'm gonna do is go upstairs and go to bed anyway um yo you I know t- what happened the other week yeah. i uh <laughs> i sent the i sent the fu- i sent the episode to richie to edit and he okay. sends it and he sends it back and it's almost three hours long and i'm like what the fuck i'm like that's too long like how could it be that long we didn't record for three hours <laughs> like what else yeah. did we put in there and you know what i you know what i did I sent the wrong fucking files. I sent the unedited files. Oh no! Yeah, so I had to ha- I had to have him like remix it, oh, and sucks. I just I just took care of it. But it was but I was just relieved because I was like I was like I don't want to put a three hour episode up. Like uh, I feel I, that just over two isn't is too much sometimes. Yeah, no, that's like uh, <laughs> somebody sent me something um, the other day. Oh, it was like some political guy that was on Joe Rogan. And I, I clicked on the link and it was like three hours and four minutes. I was like, fuck, I'm not listening to this. <laughs> like, if someone sends me a clip that's like more than 30 seconds, I'm like, who the fuck do you think I am? Like, do you think I have all day? No, I'm not doing this. I actually, somebody, uh, Riley sent me, he was like, there's that guy that um, he's, he records completely by himself. He's called Cloud Kicker. Uh, yeah. and it's like uh instrumental kind of like oh uh, dude you know what he sent me two clips that i've been meaning to watch and i haven't watched them and i haven't replied yet so i probably seem like a dick i gotta do that tonight oh riley doesn't care All right. <laughs> see that that, that would i would like end a friendship over that yeah riley doesn't give a shit well riley's got three he's like me he's got three kids under the age of six so he didn't give a fuck <laughs> oh, yeah. he's, he's got no time to hate people the fact yeah i was gonna say the fact that the, the fact that you you haven't responded he's probably like oh good i don't have to fucking answer any of this shit. <laughs> like he's like glad i don't have to fucking talk back to somebody for a little bit and i can at least sit with my thoughts for a little while but yeah, no, um, he sent me this cloud kicker. He, he came out with a new, uh, I guess, like clips from his new album. Yeah. And I, I clicked on it and it was a band camp thing. And it was like the first track was like six minutes and 30 seconds. And I was like, oh, I don't fucking have time for this. Like, <laughs> like, I literally like fast forwarded through like half of it. I was like, I get to the riffs. What am I saying to fucking part? Like, I just, that's how I, I, I think that's a lot of stuff, though. I, I do that with like, and I don't know. I, I mean, I, I I tend to go back to the exact same things over and over again until I've like you know completely killed them in terms yes. of like my interest in it. So like, uh, I've been like watching or listening to the same things for like the last five years as it is anyway. Like, so oh, I got a I got a new band for you to check out. Here, I'll it? I'll give them a shout out. Uh, the band is uh, Chiefland. Chief like Chief. Yeah. Land? Yeah. All okay. one word. Chief okay. land. 
And the song is Cathedrals. Fair enough. Yeah, it's from the album... I'll put it in YouTube right now. <laughs> <laughs> you dick. <laughs> it's from the 2019 album Wildflowers. Josh uh, from Hope's Fall sent it to me today. It's fucking awesome. Chiefland, what was the song called again? Cathedrals. Cathedrals. Cool. Awesome band. Ne- excellent work, guys. Oh, yeah. first It's the first thing that came up. Oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah so check that out perfect. later tonight. So now I wanted to talk about, you know, getting to talk to all of these artists is so great because, like, it just shows me that my perception is wrong on so many things. Oh, yeah. Especially uh, last week's episode with with Pete from Renee Hartfelt. Like, like I, I think I always assumed that, like, bands are just bigger than they are or, like, have have it better than I think they do. Yeah, Pete's was hard. Like, that was, there was a couple times where I was listening to him talk and I was like, this is heartbreaking because, like, yeah, because they were, they're, they're so good, dude. That they fuck. are so good and they just, they didn't get their due. If you need a starting place, if you listen to that song, the, uh, not just Renee Hartfeld, Renee Hartfeld in and of itself, just fucking all of it's amazing. Yes. But there's a memorial song called Beneath that is so fucking good. It's like, it's you could crazy. Put, dude, you could put it in a movie and it would be like the most emotional, heartfelt part of the movie. It's like the part where like, you know, the, the person has this epiphany and it's like, it's like that kind of fucking stunning. Like it, it's just, it's so, it's moving. Like it's literally that kind of good. Like yeah, when Memorial, st- Memorial has two albums, the creative process Berlin, which is yeah. not on streaming services, but it's out there. I think a lot of it's on YouTube. So Tommy's happy is, about that. Yes, it is on YouTube. And Mile High City is their second and last release. It's an EP, and that is on streaming services. You got to check them out. Everything you're saying is spot on. Like, it's... Every time I listen to that song, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, this is so... And it's it's just crushing because it goes back and forth between, like, this really, like, uh, emotionally kind of moving, uh, like, acoustic guitar part to this fucking heavy, like, uh, almost two-step kind of section. It is so fucking good. So yeah. good. And it's just like, that's why I wanted to get him on the show so bad. I'm like, this guy has to still be making music. Like, you can't write that kind of music and then just not do it and anymore. It's like... Apparently it, you can, like, though. Like, I mean, like I know wrong. he's working on an album by himself, but, like, that, I, I don't know if that came across in that interview, but that dude is fucking so smart like that's yeah his accomplishments in and of themselves are just unbelievable like we it's didn't just, get to talk about the pilot license thing really he's got a he, pilot he's license got a pilot license he he's has his dentist. own glide he has his own glider plane yeah um he, he's like uh certified so he's certified for um i don't know what it's actually called but it's basically like the mid-level anesthesia yeah. So I don't know if you guys know, like, if if you just look up anything about like going to medical school, like the people that have like the most amount of training in terms of the amount of time they spend, the malpractice insurance they have to have and carry, um, anesthesiologists are fucking literally they're miracle workers. They make people fall asleep and not feel any pain for a very specific amount of time. Um, and understanding how to get people into that type of 
like, you know, get your brain into that type of frequency and get your body into that, you know, so that your breathing is not too shallow so that you're not, you know, you're not crashing while they're doing the fucking surgery and stuff like that. Like it is literally like, uh, you know, what's the, you know, there's that saying about like more fine art than science. Like it, it, it's one of these things that's like, it is unbelievably based in science. However, it is, it's an art. Like you literally have to study everything about people in order to be able to understand like you need to know like how systems function within each other how like people's uh fucking how, how you're i'm pul- trying to do some uh mid-level anesthesia you know what i'm saying <laughs> keith you did some mid-level anesthesia for a good chunk of years <laughs> yeah i put myself out for like 15 years i think i'm done you know during that renee hartfell interview i got thrown because one i made the i made the mistake of not eating before okay when I don't eat before we do this, I get all like jumpy and scattered. So, and I was, I was just like such a fan that I was like, you know, I just wanted to be like, hey, tell me everything that ever happened. Here, I have, you want to hear a clip from it? Yeah, sure. All right, listen to this. Hey, uh, remember when uh, you were in the. Renee Hartfield. <laughs> and uh, you did that um, album. The death, death, death of the ghost, and uh, at the very end of the song, it was, the song it goes, uh, uh, "Surrender me to the ocean floor, and I'll see you soon." You remember that? <laughs> yes. Is that true? <laughs> Dude, that's what I felt like. Did you actually? Did you? You, you did pre-production on this? Yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> it's good times. It was funny though because like that started with I, I I sent you that meme. Remember when we were talking before the uh before we had Pete on? I was like, you know, the conversation is just gonna it devolve into us being like, remember that time? Yeah, <laughs> you were in that band. You you remember when you wrote beneath? <laughs> that, that was that, that was really cool. That was awesome. <laughs> Holy no, but it, it, the the end product came out really good, and it was just awesome to talk to him, you know? Because, yeah. like, back to what I was saying, like, I assume, like, oh, Renee Hartfeld's got it made. Like, they they have all the connections, they're on shows. I remember friends of mine were, like, playing shows with them, and I was like, oh, man, like, I should be doing that, blah, blah, blah. But remember he said, remember he said, like, it just wasn't happening for them, and it seemed to be happening for everyone else. Everybody else. Like, yep. everybody else just seemed to have the right connections and just yeah. some edge that they didn't. Yeah. And, it's, and that, it, that, was, that was amazing to hear from him, because I assume he has all the connections, and he has it all. Yeah. You yeah. would think. They, 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 like, the, I mean, like you said it, you, they're in that upper echelon of post-rock. They are, like, the... Post they're hardcore. one of those top they're, they're they're one of those top five bands like yes. they're they're there like and it's to think that at any point in time they had to struggle is like really <laughs> yeah that's why when he said like no you're one of the few people that watched this i was like what How? like what <laughs> how was <laughs> that how is that a possibility yeah. like i don't get this but... i hope that they have like a resurgence and some type of resurgence once this reissue comes out of the lp because I mean, come on! They deserve it, man. They they really do. They're yeah. they're phenomenal. I I can think of a dozen other bands that don't deserve it that are way bigger. Yeah. And what about this woman that just like 
made it her life's mission to keep them away from Revelation Records. I so what was the? I, I guess we could put her on blast. He did it. Um, I don't remember what, her name. You don't, I was going to say I don't remember her name. What was the record label though? Do you remember the name of the label? Textbook it, Music. Textbook Music. Yeah. But it really seemed like she had a legitimate vendetta against them. Like, you know what I think it was? I think it was just like, no, you're going to pay me if you want to do this. And that's that's, that's so fucked tough. up. Fuck you, pay me. Lightning, <laughs> hit, lightning hit the building? Fuck you, pay me. <laughs> yeah. I just can't imagine that type of mindset where you're like, no, I'm going to like... Stop you dead in your tracks and kill this band because, like, it's in my financial interest. It's it's scary to think that there's people out there like that, but there it's one hundred percent of the time you encounter stuff like that. When you really look deeper, there's something else there. Like it, it, it I mean, her motivation may have been money, but. It, Beyond that, you have to look at it and be like, okay, so why did she why did she really need this money that bad? Like, or why did she need to hold on to the band this bad? Yeah. Um, like, I always think about, uh, you know, when I I've had a couple jobs where you've seen people like well, I'm sure you've seen this before, where like you see people slowly starting to lose the grip on the position they have, yeah, and they they start grasping at straws to like do anything to maintain where they are, and you're like, dude. Just be okay with it being over. <laughs> like, yeah. like, just, just give up. Like, you're you're literally drowning, and yeah. you're trying to grab other people to drown with you. Like, stop doing this. Like, where it, like you're trying to move up, and it's just never going to happen for whatever reason. Politics, they're just keeping you where you are. It's like, dude, like move on, move on somewhere else. Like, switch it up. I, I uh, when I was working for the law firm, there was an attorney that I had uh, minimal interaction with, but um, I remember we had a client that we were working on a divorce for them, um, and in the process of doing their divorce, they had a serious slip and fall, and uh, we were like, e- "Dude, we don't do personal injury, but we we know a guy that does." Mm-hmm. And I remember the client came into the office for some type of meeting you know maybe a month or so later and i was like oh hey how'd that go i mean keep in mind this person like still on crutches like they still were wearing a neck brace i was like so how did that go and they were like oh yeah he said he didn't want my case and i was like why and he's like he said it wasn't financially viable enough for him to take it and i was like okay oh okay hold on a second so like i went back to my boss and i was like yo uh he said that so-and-so didn't take the case and he was like well, that's the name of the game. And I was like, oh, but this oh. is our client. Like, we're trying to look out for his best interest. Like, you know, like we're, you know, and he's like, yeah, but we're processing, you know, we're doing his divorce. It, this, it, his slip and fall is incidental to what we're doing. Like, it happened during the course of it. But, and I was like, I mean, it's, it seems pretty cut and dry. Like, it's, it's pure negligence. Why wouldn't he take it? And he's like, well, it's clearly not worth his time. And I remember being like, well, I don't want to do this. <laughs> like, this is yeah. this is a a a pure numbers game, and yeah. if the amount of hours you put into it doesn't give you X amount of dollars, you're not going to expend the time, even though you're like, no, this person, like, I mean, the the you know the injury wasn't like 
life altering. Like they didn't, they weren't going to have it for the rest of their life. Like they weren't going to have any like devastating, you know, repercussions from it. But it was like, you know, clearly this person that like is really hurt. Like you don't, you don't want to try and help them like get their medical bills paid. And he's like, Oh, I, I don't have anything to do with that. Like I, I'm here to like, you know, process the divorce and that's it. I'm like, Oh my word. Like, I don't, I don't, I can't be a part of this anymore. This is so scary because like you can see the, you ultimately see the trajectory of where this is. And you're like, Oh, I'm going to be this dude. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be, I'm going to be having the same conversation with a 26 year old. Fuck man. Well, let's talk about the show. Uh, this is going to be the last episode ever. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) We've got more good guests coming up. We've got uh, some more national acts. We've got some more local acts. We've got, you know, we've got some good shit coming up. Um, it's going to be good. And um, what's next, Tommy? Should we do like a movie, a book, um, a, a monthly DJ night? Let's do, do a three-act play. Yeah. Bucks That's County. a good idea. Bucks County in three acts. Yeah. <laughs> That's an excellent idea, actually. It would be. Here's the only thing. Like, I in my head, I'm like, it, it, it practically writes itself for God's sake. Like, yeah, because <laughs> it really is. Like, there is an there is ultimately a climax and then a very precipitous fall, <laughs> like <laughs> of the of the tiny scene we were a part of. But um, I, I just I, I feel like there's a lot of people that are involved with this stuff that um, when you start stepping on people's toes. You know, people's yeah. feelings are gonna get hurt. Or well, that that's already happened a little bit. Oh no! Wait, can we talk about it? No, I'm not gonna talk about it. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Off the air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, when we're done, you can text me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but, I've I've gotten one. I've gotten one off texts like, uh, oh this and oh that, and I'm like, okay, like you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Have you gotten no. stuff like that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I've gotten a, a handful of ones that have been Yeah. Nothing a, a major. S- nothing, nothing major. major. Yeah. But it definitely I've gotten a handful that have been like that's not how that happened. Oh yeah, that kind of stuff. Or yeah. like, oh, you didn't remember this? It's like, no, it was twenty years ago. <laughs> no. And I, I, I there was there's a couple times where you know it's funny. I, I put a comment, uh there was um a show flyer that you posted and I was like, fuck, I don't even remember playing this show. And I tagged Anthony in it. And Anthony was like, I don't remember anything. He's <laughs> like, fucking, <laughs> he's like, <laughs> fucking, he texted me after that. He was like, dude, I don't remember most of like 1999 through 2010. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I saw that. He's like, I don't remember anything. <laughs> I feel that. I, oh, I, uh, I, I've had people. It, you know what? At this I was thinking about this, and this is more for when Pat comes in. But um, you know how we always have like, uh, well, no, we don't. John Mariakis has the thing for Vadim every year when Vadim comes home to visit, um, yes. and he throws a really nice party at um, his house over in Langhorn. Yes, um, and you know he has food and drinks for everybody, and everybody just kind of hangs out and you know talks shit. And uh, there were a couple times where I was there, and I was like, oh there's people here that I haven't seen since the last time I, like I saw them. And the last time I saw them was not cool. 
Like, it was, <laughs> like <laughs> there, there was somebody in particular that I remember being like, the last time I saw them, I brought something up unbelievably uncomfortable, and they kind of just... I know just, exactly what you're talking about. And they just stared at me, and I was like, yeah, hi. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think remember? we I think we make those things bigger in our mind than they actually are. I hope. I know who, I, I know what I know yeah. what you're talking about though. I think it's probably fine. But I you know what? I don't remember most of 2004 or t- I don't remember like anything that happened in 2004 or 2005. So, I don't even remember. So, 2004, I was a senior in college. So yeah. I was com- like so when I came home I was coming down pretty much every weekend or every other weekend to hang out at your house. What? Yeah. What? In the summertime? What are you talking about? Cuz we were allowed to go to bars, dude. As soon as we were allowed to go to bars, I was coming down cuz this were you living with Doug at this time? No, that wasn't until like 2007. Oh, okay, so that Jesus Christ. All right. Yeah. <laughs> So I would yeah. come down a lot then too. <laughs> yeah, then then I remember. But like this day forward broke up in two thousand three, and I think I kind of stopped going to shows because I don't remember going to any hardcore shows again until like two thousand six. So like I don't I don't I'm just I wish I could remember what I did from like two thousand three to two thousand six, but I don't. I know I started my first band, so I we were playing shows, but I don't know like. So wait, I I I remember this. So I actually, so this is when I got my so 2005. I got my first teaching job. Yeah, and that's when we would meet at um, Great American when we go to the pub. Yeah, and so that's yeah okay. That's All right. probably why we don't remember anything because yeah. like the the five dollar bar tab for seventy five Long Island iced teas. Yeah. Who sells two dollar Long Island iced teas from ten o'clock till twelve o'clock at night? Like it was just the amount. I'm surprised of, they never got like a lawsuit or anything, dude. The amount of DUIs that came out of that place, like every time, <laughs> like we would just be like one weekend, be like, "Yo, do you hear someone?" So I'm like, "Fuck, really?" <laughs> yeah, like one by one. <laughs> All right, so folks. Continue to write us. Continue to write, rate us. Yeah. Continue to write us. Review us. Continue to review us. We need those. If you rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts, that apparently does something good for yeah. us. We we need that. We need to be number one because we are number one. Who there's not a better music podcast. I can't think of one. Can you? Oh, and we got to do something with that. The stuff that Doug dropped off. All the, the like giving out those the stickers and the patches and stuff like he had a whole that whole box of stuff. We you know what we're gonna some... do? We're gonna make a post and we're gonna like start mailing that stuff to people. Yeah, no, because I have all of it here. I literally just whatever the whatever we come up with, I'll, I'll I'll fucking mail it to your house. Cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you can do that because I'm gonna be busy editing this thing. Yeah. No, you. I got to do something. I, do, <laughs> I I literally do nothing for this. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, I show you... up and I show up and talk. Well, that's your role, man. That's what you do. Fair enough. Yeah. See, that's why that's why I need you to be a part of this because like I'm not a huge talker. I move things along, I hit all the points, but you you you've like fill in all the gaps. I, I You know I what can, I mean? I certainly if they, I I have the gift of gab. You're like uh you know Cyclops from X-Men? No. You know how like uh he's the one with the goggles? Okay, yeah. All right. If he if you take off his goggles, the laser just keeps shooting wildly everywhere. 
So he has to have the goggles on to like focus it. Focus it in, yeah. So that's like you. Like you just you're just spewing stuff out. And, and you I, focus it in. I point you in the, and I focus you. It's and, the, you're the you're the rudder on this boat, man. You're steering yeah, this thing. So together we make the perfect team. We are I we do complement each other pretty well too. I think that's a that's a nice thing that we we definitely uh have well, I think the other thing is is that we we have such a similar sense of humor when it comes to that kind of stuff and a lot of the same sensibilities when it comes to what we really are passionate about and things that we enjoy. So, yeah. I think that's a huge part of this. All right, I'm going but, to invite Pat. Yeah, but rate, review, send us emails, say nice stuff. Yeah. Like, say well, mean shit. I don't fucking care. Yeah, <laughs> if you have a problem, tell us. Like, well, I, w- I would like to read an email of like, someone that hates us. That w- the, I, w- I would honestly be complimented by that. Just the subject, subject line just says, I got beef. <laughs> like, imagine if someone like hated you enough to write you an email about it. I would think oh, that was yeah. I would no, think that it, was awesome. No, I, it, everyone's hatred towards me is just indifference. It's it's, it's never outward. <laughs> They're just like they just ignore it. <laughs> Does anyone hate you? Like, do you know if anyone hates you? I know. Um, yeah, I know Who? a couple. So I taught with a couple people that were definitely not fans of me. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I know this. There was a teacher that I worked with a number of years ago, and I'm saying like like ten years ago, not at the job I'm working at now. Private, you know, the job I had prior to this. Yeah. Um, where uh, we had one of those kind of like epic, kind of like back and forths, and uh, I know I said some things that were just at the time I, I really felt them because it was like. You know, are you in this because you get a paycheck? Are you in this because you actually like kids and want to be here? Because it seems like you hate the kids. And, like, I kind of really went after her and not after her, like, ability as a teacher, but, like, who she was as a person. Oh, <laughs> and no. I kn- Yeah, and I know that for sure. Um, there was a period of time, I guess, about probably two or three years ago where I was trying to just make amends with people and trying to like kind of smooth things over with a couple of people that I knew I kind of had been shitty to in the past. And yeah. I sent her like, you know, an email saying like, Hey, I'm really sorry for what had happened. Um, and I sent her a friend request and all, everything just got denied. Like nothing was ever, you know, wait, I mean? whoa, whoa, you, you sent a letter apologizing. Yeah. And, 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 well, hold, on, an hold on, hold on, hold on. You, you sent an email apologizing. Mm-hmm. And before you got a response, you you send a friend request? Yeah. Why? That's too much. Is that is that overkill? Yeah. I like thought you, it was kind of like I cleared the air. So like, no, if you, you, be my- you send the email, you see what happens, and then you send the friend request. You, when send, just sending the email and then sending the friend request is very presumptuous. It's like, oh, okay, we're cool now. Here's the friend request. It's too there much. Was, there is, I don't know. So there's another dude... Um, that I teased him a lot when I worked at the law firm, and uh, he actually brought up suing me. <laughs> now, is this story real? Yeah. Because I don't know about you in this law firm. Why? You know. Well, I worked there <laughs> for sure <laughs> for three years. <laughs> but it's uh, it, it was definitely like I teased him really hard for a long time, and. It, the last thing that I did that was just like a, you know, like not even like a real joke, but like uh, he had these like, you know, the pencils you get that you can get like from Staples that you get your like name put on them and shit. Yeah. Um, 
he was like, for some reason like overprotective of them. And, and I think he's, he, I had been in his office to do something and I grabbed one accidentally and he saw me using it. I remember he like snatched it out of my hand while I was using it. And for some reason that really like, I, I guess I was just in a bad mood that day and it really rubbed me the wrong way. So um, I got pencils made identical. You can literally get them made from like, you know, any office supply place will make them. Yeah. Um, and I got identical ones made and I would just break them and leave them around the office or, you know, chew them up and leave them. You really did that? This is yeah. real? Yeah. Yeah. So he was super mad because there's only like there was only four people that worked in the office. It was clearly me. Like there was the other lady was like fucking 60 year old receptionist. Like she wasn't going to fucking do shit like that. So I must uh, not know you as well as I thought I did, because I, I don't think I didn't think you would do something like that. I just, well, here's my thing. It was done out of, like, teasing. Like, I always thought it was, like, you know, just breaking balls kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but he really took it, like... like Yeah, that's, he, like, too much. Yeah, at the time, you know, I was 26 or 27. I thought it was hilarious in, like, a... Oh, that's, like, let's tease this guy about, like, how... I mean, it's a pencil, dude. Like, And, I, I mean, I, I almost laughed when I got the bill, like, for how much it costs. Like, to get, like, those personalized pencils, it's, like... Uh, it, it's literally like under a dollar per pencil if you get more than like 10 made i was like dude what the fuck <laughs> this guy's flipping out about these fucking pencils so that gave me even more impetus to be like i'm fucking doing this like and uh yeah i was just a real i think i just got it in my head like i i was kind of just picking on him because he was also uh it, we just didn't get along for a bunch of different reasons and uh it, we didn't see eye to eye on stuff and I, I thought it was a good way to kind of like just kind of give him a little jab and he, he really took it like super personally and he was to the point where like he was he was gonna like he wanted to sue me for like harassment or something and I was like you can't sue me for that and he's like yeah, yeah I absolutely can I'm like oh <laughs> he's oh. like, you went out of your way he's like you went out of your way to humiliate me and give me a hard time and I'm like Oh, fuck when you put it like that I, I didn't fucking think of it like that i just thought i was teasing you like you know can we contact I, but, this guy i want him to corroborate the story uh i don't know i mean i'm hold on i bet i i don't have his phone number anymore but i'm sure he's still in practice uh yes he's still in practice okay don't give out his name i will not yeah. but uh i i just googled it and he does have a law firm well he has a uh a location at the at the very least so. You know, I I made a uh, I made an amends recently because I I left on really bad terms with one of my bands, so I just emailed them one day and because I, I, th- I was thinking about it a lot and I was like, man, I'm a dick. So I just emailed them and I was like, hey, like I was a dick. Sorry. Like I hope you know if we run into each other again, like it'll be cool and all this stuff. And they accepted it. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So are I'm, they still a, are they still a band? They are in a new band. The, this, the band, like the same guys, like the same core guys, are are in a new band. That's cool. Yes, yes, two of them. So, you know, it's very early. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hit him with an email and a friend request right away. You know what I'm did saying? You, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna space it out. When did you, when did you send this email? Like, is this recent? Like, yeah, it was like a month or two ago. Oh. A month, uh, maybe a month ago. But I'm, yeah. I'm glad they, uh, the individual accepted my apology. You know what, though? That's a sign of maturity, like, I guess, showing up and being like, yo, like, there's a, at, at, at a time and a place when I thought this was okay, or I thought, like, what I was doing was okay, was just, you know, obviously not. Like, it was yeah. obviously not cool. But, yeah. 
I, I, I definitely, what I did was not cool, but that's a story for another time. Fair enough. Yeah. Pat, can you hear us? I can. Can you hear me or no? Yeah. Pat. Way, everybody, welcome Pat McCormick to the show. Woo! You, Pat. No, we're not gonna, we're not gonna do any of that testing stuff. No, man, we're <laughs> right into this shit. Yeah, we're, we're an hour, we're an hour deep. Yeah. How you doing? It's going good, I guess. As good as it can. When are you going in for surgery? Uh, Wednesday. Okay, so right today's Monday. You're going in Wednesday. So, folks, when you hear this, wish Pat a speedy recovery. Yeah. What kind of surgery is it? Uh, hernia. Oh. Oh, is, is that bad, Tommy? Which, I was just going to say, uh, it, there's several different types of hernia. Do you have like the one where like you, you know part of your intestine pushed through your abdominal wall? Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's the one. Yeah. So yeah, it can be. It, it's. It depends on where it is and and how it is. I, why are you going to me for medical advice? I fucking like, because fucking, you know everything. Um, I don't know. I, I it depends on how it is, but I I know someone that recently had a, a hernia surgery and their their scarring is significant. And the thing is, is that in order to get to it, um, a lot of times they have they they have to they cut through your abdominal muscles, uh, which is extremely painful and the healing process is very slow um and the only reason i know that is just because that when i had my spleen out that's how they got to my spleen you ready for that pat it, mine's actually on the belly button okay so that's yours what, is like lower that's okay yeah 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 so i was wrong i guess but um, no, no 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 you're you're it it, it you're definitely not wrong it, it's just that it depends on where it it depends on like because your your large intestine and your small intestine are you know in different placement in terms of where like your anatomy so like one's higher and one's lower yeah well it'll it'll be good because my it's my same transplant people are doing the surgery so yeah they did a good job with the uh transplant they're gonna do good with this too so pat i want to take us back a bit now pat is credited with getting me into hardcore him and mike shaw so thank you for that because without you you're welcome yes without you this podcast would not exist I would be listening to like Dave Matthews band or something. I know you had to, you had to push through some barriers, you know, Jeremy. Always, oh, yeah. uh, Our friend Jeremy, like he just did not want me to listen to hardcore. He like, I don't know. He was like protective of it or something like, uh, really? Yeah. Like, like uh, I, I would be like quoting shy Halud lyrics. He'd be like, Oh, you listen to that now? Oh, like, what are you hanging out with Pat now? And I'd be like, yeah, what's wrong with that? <laughs> <laughs> So I hated him for a while, but we got past it. That's like your best bud now. Oh, yeah. No, we're tight. So, Pat, we were talking about you earlier. Now, you've, you've done a lot of legendary shows in Bucks County <laughs> in Philadelphia. Sorry, and... I'm laughing. But, <laughs> but uh, you, I was amazed. Like, I remember you were living with your dad in that apartment at a racket club. or No, the other one. Yeah. No, Middletown Trace. Yeah, and you you got a computer, and like within within a day, you were like already booking your first show. Yeah, that's good old AOL. You can harass people all you want, you know. <laughs> but I was amazed by that because, like, you know, I don't know. I was just always afraid to do everything. What did you do? Did you just get on and start emailing people and saying like, Yeah, I didn't know anyone, you know. Yeah. Um, my, that first show that we did, which was a complete failure, 
because of the hurricane. Yeah. The Bane, we did a Bane show. That was actually Mike and I. We both lost like, I'm guessing like three, four hundred bucks a piece, something like that. And at 18 years old, that's like that's effort. That's a lot of money. Yeah. We were a little older. We weren't 18. I'm, I think we were like 20. Okay. But it was the same. But um, yeah. I mean, that wasn't wasn't fun to lose that money because that was that was a lot to us back then, you know. So what happens like if if enough people don't show up, do you have to pay the bands out of pocket? Yeah, I mean, Palenka Park was pretty expensive for back then. It was like 100 bucks an hour, basically 500 bucks. Yeah. Um. We paid just as much for the sound guy, so that's a thousand right there. And he still showed up, and we paid him more than all the bands. <laughs> how much was the? How many people showed up to that show? Like thirty, maybe. Oh man, Jesus. Yeah, I mean, there would have been like two hundred, three hundred people that I think there would have, because we went nuts. Like we really did fly on for that show. I really think that would have been a good show. Yeah, I'm gonna put up the flyer for that. That's actually the first flyer I ever made. And your first show. I could not make it because I was home with strep throat. I remember that. Yeah, that was, that was a fun show, I guess. You know, the bands. <laughs> I'm trying to remember who was on it. I It was like Diecast, uh, Drowning Man. Yeah, uh, it was a weird Bing. combination. Yeah. So what's your favorite show you've ever done? Uh, well, probably have to be a show where there wasn't some type of incident. So <laughs> the Bane shows, the Bane shows definitely out the window. Yeah. Because there was two of them. Oh, yeah. Both of them were complete disasters. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Uh, well, the second one I made money on, so I guess that's I guess that's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, probably the Walls of Jericho show or one of the This Day Forward shows. Actually, the This Day Forward show at, at Polanco was probably the best one with Every Time I Die, Life Once Lost. I don't even remember that one. Yeah, Most Precious Blood. Yeah, that was definitely – Probably my best show. That and the Walls of Jericho show at the Kill Time. Yes. Now that I remember. That was a great one. Wasn't Spark Lights the Friction on that too? Yeah, I can't remember if those dudes played. Yeah. Because they were like, they there was there was like a shit ton of bands on that show. Yeah. Because a, another show had canceled, and I was like, ah, oh, you can all just jump on this one. <laughs> but I mean, there there's some good shows. Those were probably the. Those both those two shows, the Walls of Jericho show, I think that was Hope Conspiracy too. Yes. I mean, this day forward basically played every one of them. Yeah. Not every one of them, but for it was either that or Life Once Lost was probably on everyone. Can we talk about that one show, the crazy one that happened at uh, the Kill Time? Ah, uh, what the Bad Luck Thirteen? Yeah. You're just waiting for me to say it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was insanity. I mean. I guess we we should start from the beginning. Yeah. Right. This is like a couple of days before. What was the original lineup supposed to be? Originally, it was supposed to be Reach the Sky and Bane, but Bane ended up dropping out. Like they 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 dropped out a while before, but it was Reach the Sky and Punishment. Yeah. I do not remember who else was on that show. So, Pitboss, whatever thousand. They, <laughs> yeah. The dude. The dude. He was messaging me on um AOL and I'm gonna be honest, I had no clue who they were, which was pretty bad. Yeah. And he kept bothering me, I guess JLJ or I, something. Yeah, I never technically told them they could play. Yeah. But they showed up anyway. Now and that then, that's crazy. Because like I I was wondering how this came about because I'm like, why would Pat book a a 
Pit Boss 2000 Bad Luck Show. That's just asking for like serious trouble. Well, hold on. Yeah. Bad Luck 13 was never invited to play that show. Okay. I never told them. <laughs> I never talked to them. Yeah. So, yeah, Reach the Sky Punishment, whoever else played. Yeah. Now, Pit Boss decided, all right, I think they wanted to play because Punishment was on it. Yeah. That's my guess. So they just showed up. Yeah. And then Bad Luck 13 was like, oh, our, I guess they're friends with the Pit Boss dudes. Like, okay, they're playing. Wow. We're just going to show up and play too. So – I mean, that's... <laughs> and that that's an impossible situation, because if those guys show up, like, I'm not telling them no. Like, what am I going to do? <laughs> you know what I mean? So what did you yeah, do? That, what did you do? Like, what was your reaction? Before Bad Luck showed up, I remember Reach the Sky was supposed to headline. Yeah. And I knew that things weren't going to go well. I Reach the Sky ended up playing first or second. I think they played second right after Punishment. I was I paid them right away. And I told them, you guys should just get out of here now. Like, <laughs> and they ended up, I think they left. Like, I, that's why oh, I paid them right away because I knew I had a feeling that this wasn't going to end well. Yes. And the show actually seemed like it was going to be fine. Mm-hmm. I remember Pitboss was playing. I wasn't inside, but I went, like, to get food or something. Yeah. And I was walking back, and all of a sudden, everyone's running out of the place, I guess, Someone grabbed a fire extinguisher or something and went nuts or brought one in. Yeah. And then I, I, at least Bad Luck 13 didn't actually get the play. And then they started beating the shit out of each other outside. Bad Luck 13 did. And then next thing I know, Doug like grabbed me and threw me in a car. And then that was it. You just got out of there. <laughs> I would forcefully, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, Th- that's crazy. I, re- I remember being at Rock and Roll Plus with you and like, one of the guy we were talking to one of the guys that works there and and you were like oh yeah i booked that show and he's like you booked that show like he was it was like the word was out about it i know that was the best part is i think i did one more show there after that i mean bob had to pretend he was doing it though yeah <laughs> which was the walls of jericho show so. yeah i wonder if that degree of like craziness still exists out in the scene somewhere it must right i hope not yeah i mean i will say this i definitely didn't do a good job with i should have put more into security at any of those shows yeah yeah i wonder if security would have even done anything you know what i mean i don't think so what i would have gotten two dudes that who who would i have gotten you know in the city it's a lot easier to get someone now you have to tell the story of how you started tour managing for Coheed because it's classic. And for our listeners, Pat did a Pat was tour manager for the now classic band Coheed and Cambria uh on one of their early tours. So probably their first. Yeah, it was a, we did the US at least twice. Yeah. But all right, so it was actually after that Walls of Jericho show. I d- definitely made probably the most money that I ever made on a show. And uh, I want to go back to that show for a second. Yes. So I remember Mike and I, we were outside in his red Corsica counting like thousands of dollars. Oh God. In the middle of Westfield. Yeah, I mean, you guys have just, yeah. You guys have discussed the, uh, the layout of 
what it's like down there. And I think previous episodes, yeah, or at least a previous episode, it's not the best area. I no. wouldn't be counting. <laughs> I wouldn't want to count twenty dollars in that area. <laughs> I'm guessing it like was probably like five grand we were counting. You know, Jesus wow, Christ. just yeah. So that's I did not make that much on that show, but I that was just you know in total the so, door. Yeah, a, yeah. After that show which I believe was my last show. Um, we, um, Mike was going to school at Penn state. So I decided that, ah, you know, let's take a little vacation. I'll come with you. Yeah. Stay with you for the week. And Thursday who I knew from doing shows and whatnot. I knew Jeff. Yeah. And we went and saw Thursday and at the, um, ah, I can't remember the place. It was like something State. hall, Seton Hall or some shit. No, nah, I was gonna say the Crowbar. Yeah, yeah, that was up there that too. Might be it. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's where they played. And Coheed was the opening act. And I just remember Jeff saying, "These guys need someone with them. They don't have anyone." I was like, "All right." <laughs> so I just, I just dropped everything. Not that I had anything going on, and went with them, and then. That's it. <laughs> that was it. Did that did that for a couple of years. So. <laughs> was it multiple years? Yeah, it was at least it was like year and a half is my guess. Yeah. So it was close in, in, in between somewhere. Wow. So did you did you witness them like kind of blowing up on tour? Did you ever see them and you're like, wow, these guys are like really doing it? No, because <laughs> no. <laughs> Here's the, the funny the funny thing is. They toured with this day forward. I don't know if you were on that tour. No. And I never, I didn't watch them. They did like at least four or five shows. And I didn't watch them at all. I didn't think anything of them. Yeah. On any of those shows. I never talked to them. And then I guess that Thursday uh, COVID show was probably a month or two later is, is my guess. Yeah. I was out with this day forward. This day Ford was in San Francisco and Coheed was there too. And Yeah, you, I remember that. You were there. I was yeah, and we, we met up, but you like pretended not to know me. I think you were big time in me. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Because you like didn't say hi to me or anything. I think there was something else going on. We don't need to talk about Did you hate me? That no. I think that had to do with Was it the girl? Yeah, I think so. That was around that time, I think. Oh wait! I'm did you sure. did you hate yeah. me? Because I didn't hate no, you. No, but I don't. Yeah, I I don't think it was. I definitely didn't hate you, but I think that's what it was. Oh really? That's my only guess, and I was probably busy too. That might I mean, have just been it. That show was was nuttiness. Yeah, because I'm yeah. I'm paranoid, so I think like if someone doesn't say hi to me or like if I don't get the reaction I want, I'm like, oh, they hate me for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. I yeah, I can't remember because. Coey played that place twice. I think it was called like Slims or something. Yeah, it was like they it, played with Juliana Theory the one time. Yeah, and then the other time was Zayo's final tour. It was a bunch of bands like Zayo, Shilude from All Matches, Unearth. Like it was wow. There was like nine bands on that show. Zayo showed up like ten minutes before they were gonna play. <laughs> <laughs> the one I saw was uh, the Juliana Theory tour. Yeah, that that. That makes sense. Yeah. So that was so the last show you booked was that Walls of Jericho show. I think so. 
Wow. I remember I was supposed to do another one. It was American Nightmare at Palenka. But I had already left to do the tour stuff. And yeah. It kind of – I I didn't put any work into it, and I just <laughs> canceled it like a week before the show. Oh, man. <laughs> so I, I'm sure that would have gone – Without any incident. Oh yeah, I'm sure there would it, that would have been fine. <laughs> so uh, why why did you stop touring with Coheed? Well, they had a little uh, blow up when we were out in California. Yeah. And uh, wait, between you or just between like between band members? No, it didn't have anything to do with me. I I don't want to get too deep into it, but they had some issues. I mean, they took off for. A couple months. I don't know if I, I think one of the things is I don't know if they were ready for it yet. And plus, could have been the touring. I don't know. I it just they just had a blow up. Yeah, I, I'm not going to talk specifically what happened. No, no, you don't have to. It like there, you could tell that the like last four shows, it was just boiling. Yeah, and you could tell that it was just gonna turn into what happened so ah so yeah and when you're out on the road for as long as they are or at all i mean the tensions are high man you know especially at that stage they weren't big they didn't have like a tour bus or they yeah we were in a van but they were they were you could tell that they were starting to explode you know how thursday just kind of boom yeah you could tell that that was happening with them oh wow i think and the other thing is however long i was with them for they, we were doing it nonstop. I don't know how long, I don't even ever remember like being at home at all. You know, I think that was the other thing. Yeah. Just the buildup. I mean, it sucks that that happened, but. Hey, they made it. I think it worked for them that that happened because they needed, because they, they got their manager after that. Okay. Who was a big guy, you know, Blaze James or whatever. Yeah. At the drive in Sparta. Oh well, wow. that's a that's yeah. a good resume. In Claudio's uh, comic, there there is a character named Patrick McCormick. Yes. How do you feel about that? Oh, I mean, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> don't people I guess, uh, don't people like randomly hit you up about that some occasionally? They like a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I, never, I don't even have a copy of that. I, apparently, it's hard to get. That's what I was going to ask you. I was going to ask if you've ever read it. I have seen the photos yet. Did you like it? Photos, though. Does it do? Does ah. it do you justice? <laughs> no, I mean it doesn't. Doesn't look like me at all. <laughs> That'd be great if the character was just like pissed off and like shrugged. You know, like, like I did. I, I, I will. I will be honest. I did read the synopsis of Patrick McCormick, yeah. which is is weird thinking about. You know? Yeah. Oh, that reminds me of what you were talking about earlier, Tommy. With what? With like, with, with, where you you just thought like Pat didn't like you? Yeah, the first time I knew Pat liked me was uh, so we were having that thing at Mariakis's house. Do you remember this, Pat? And you were walking up, and I was leaving, and I was like, "Yo, what's up, man?" And you were like, "Hey, what's up?" And I was like, "Yo, I, I really don't feel well. I'm actually gonna head out." And you looked at me, and you were like, "Oh, you're leaving? Who else am I gonna talk to?" <laughs> I was like. <laughs> Fuck. I was like, wait, you actually like me? <laughs> I thought you fucking were completely indifferent to me. Like, Wait, when was this? Was this like years ago? Yeah, it's just like the first time we had uh, Vadim's thing at Mariakis' house. So probably 2017, 2018. Oh, 
that doesn't make any sense. But yeah, I mean, I've always loved you, you know. <laughs> but you're like, so you're you're a hard dude to read because you're just like you're you're enti- your most of your body language is like meh, like whatever. Yeah, <laughs> you just like that's true. It's not the first time I've heard that. <laughs> I I'm the same way. I think that's why we're best friends, Pat, because I'm I'm very quiet and I can be standoffish when I don't know people, and I th- sometimes people interpret that as like you don't like them or something. I never thought Pat didn't like me. I just thought you were just indifferent. Like you were just like, eh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's every single person that pretty much feels the same way <laughs> the first time they meet me. Well, you could, there's probably like a list that's like filled Bible. <laughs> the amount of people that have that same exact feeling. Listen, you got me into hardcore. We were running buddies, man. We went to all the shows in the area. Remember, we would do like it was before MapQuest and the internet. We would like drive to the venue to figure out like if we could get there. Just do like a drive run, and we'd still get lost when we actually. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was the worst person to like be partnered up with because I I get lost anywhere. I get well, I get lost on my own street. Like I I have a very bad sense of direction. Dude, I, we we got in a lot of fights just getting lost. I think it was always in Jersey too. Oh, always. <laughs> Always the Melody Bar. I remember it was in Asbury Park was really bad too. Yeah. I can't remember who we went and saw, but I just remember, remember us screaming at each other. Really? <laughs> yeah, I think it was when One King Down did that reunion. Oh yeah, it's, it's funny. I can't even remember what I did like two weeks ago, but I can remember that. I mean, why else would we have gone to Asbury Park for a show? Wait, we actually went to Asbury Park. Yeah, we did for a show. Did we make it to the yeah, show? I think it was. Yeah, I think it was. Remember, one came down when they did like that reunion. It's when they stayed at that apartment we were just talking. Yeah, about. like they actually stayed there for a week. A week because they, yeah, you don't remember that? I do. I didn't know it was a week though. Because they played a bunch of shows. They played like three shows in Philly, like Palanca. I remember the Palanca and then got gig. Thrown on a couple other ones too, but I think it was that same thing. They played Asbury at some point. Yeah. And I, I remember sitting in your apartment and we were showing them like this day forward demos. It was this was like pre transient. Like they had like they had like these four new songs recorded. Yeah. It it is always funny, like whenever going to like this day forward, trying to play them for those type of bands, it was always such a so hard. It was like scary. You know what I mean? Because yeah. we're like, oh, are they gonna like it? It always felt like a lot of i'm not saying they were but a lot of those bands were kind of stuck up in their ways oh yeah you know with the the newer i'm talking about like those older bands i i can remember i know one band that i tried to continuously play for i'll just call it out shy elude like because the actual first tour that i ever did that wasn't this day forward was shy elude really i don't know if you remember that yeah it was shy elude and uh sick of it all that was the first tour i ever did without like any of you guys and it was before coheed really i don't remember that at all yeah i remember the the whole tour i kept trying to um get them to listen to this day forward and it's just like they wouldn't they just didn't they he didn't care ah <laughs> i see <laughs> you know band, band dudes are weird man like the last gig i played I still have beef because... Oh, remember that? I Now, I don't want to name anybody, but you were at the show up here. Remember that? It was the last live ba- It was the last live show I played. Yeah, you came... Yeah, I, I remember. Yeah, and you came up for it, and, like, you know... I, now, I was happy to play the show, of course, but, like, we didn't get paid. We didn't get any drink tickets. We brought more people than, like, the first couple bands. 
And then like I, there was just attitudes like like oh what is this band? Like it's like oh what the fuck's your band? Like what kind of question is that? What what band was this, Keith? Uh, it was called Disappearing. We 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 were very short lived, but it's actually one of my I played bass in it actually, which is different for me these days. But I liked the band. It was weird. It was like a weird like heavy like I don't know. It was imagine like. Of sludgy math rocky fugazi, it was like interesting. Yeah, I honestly, I I never heard that. Yeah. I, the last time I saw you play live, um, was at Kung Fu Necktie, um, and you were in that band that was like a, it was like a hardcore. Band. Oh, Zombie Fight, yeah, Z- Zombie Fight, yeah. yeah. Man, I wish I could have a do over on that band. But, uh, your words still haunt me, Tommy, because like. Yeah, you're say? like. Did I say something mean? Yeah, you're like you need another guitar player, and I'm like the I'm the only guitar player, and I was like, and I I still think about that. I'm like, fuck, but like, no, it's okay. I think, I, I was, uh, often not sober while playing. That's one, and two, I was I was like going too nuts because I was so into the music. So, oh, okay, so I yeah. think if I like cut it back a little bit and just focused a little more on playing, that it would have like you, it would have been fun. We're just. Yeah, no, I think I guess that's what I'm in my head. I'm going like, well, get another guitar player, and then just you turn your, you can still go nuts, just turn you. Yeah. Down. So if if I could do if I could do it now, it would be better. But listen, it's it's fine. We we had some good shows and some good times. Sorry about that. <laughs> and now in the last five minutes, I'm trying to think of who else played that show, the New York one. But I don't know. If, I know the one guy that was in the band. Yeah, don't say. I know. I don't, yeah, but we had fun. Uh, Oh yeah, yeah. No, it 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 was a good time. I just don't want to name anybody I I don't like. I don't want to. I don't want to like give them free uh, PR on this show. You know what I mean? Gotcha. <laughs> I think we must be thinking about someone else. Then. Probably. The show was fine. It was a good time minus a couple people. Now, uh, Pat, have you ever thought about touring or doing a show again? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> it's never even uh, never even crossed my mind. You don't miss it at all? No. I mean, I guess you can make you can make, make a couple bucks. But like, you know, like old times camaraderie, like the the interacting with the bands that that you don't really like think about that kind of stuff. I mean, it's nice to if if those bands are playing, I'll go see them, you know. Other than that, yeah. I could seriously give two fucks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and that's just the other thing. Those bands back then that I was doing yeah, they're going to come play Palanca Park now or maybe whatever venue, you know. Yeah, I guess you're it's true. Bob did do a couple of the big shows there. Now, so what are you up to these days? What's going on? Ah, I mean, you know, there's the health stuff, unfortunately, that's consuming a lot. And so I was on dialysis for three years. So this is like age 34, dialysis for three years. And then the transplants, and then it's just been a kidney pancreas transplant. So yeah, but things are at least health wise have been better. So can't really complain, you know. Yeah, kidney pancreas transplant's a big deal. No more diabetes, right? No, no you still have you still have some symptoms. Yes, I know we you had some trouble that. this week. Yeah. Yes, which is very weird to have your sugar drop still when that shouldn't yeah. be an issue. Did you talk to the doctor at all? Do you know why that happened? No, I didn't see a doctor today. 
I just okay. had to get half of it was that pre-emission testing. Listen, Pat, we want to wish you good luck with the surgery on Wednesday. We want to wish you a speedy recovery. And, uh, you know, you're, you're one of our best friends. You know, you, you're part of the history of this show. I, I, the, I would say the first seed being planted of this show was, remember when we were supposed to go see Ant-Man? And we were, we were going to stop by Tommy's real quick to, like, say hi to him. But we just ended up sitting there talking all night about, like, bullshit and shows and all that kind of oh, stuff. Yeah, that's, that's, that's our, you guys yeah. started talking about this stuff. Doing, yes. Doing a, a podcast. Kind of. You, you, you know, you, you didn't name it specifically, but the ground was definitely. Yeah, because there, there was always talk about doing something. So that was, I think that was the first seedling of something. And then, like, you know, fast forward to, I don't know, five years later, uh, when I w- finally got my shit together a little bit, and here we are. Can you believe it? I can't. <laughs> I mean, we, we went over there at least two or three times, right? And it ended yeah. up us outside discussing old... Just sitting on the porch. Just bullshitting about, you know, I guess, the good old days. <laughs> yeah. Which Dude, is awesome. It's you know? crazy. It is. Like, just... I look back on it, I mean, obviously fondly because we're doing this, but like just the sheer amount of bands and I don't know, everybody that we knew and like just like showing up to the Shaw house, it's like, it's just a lot of good memories. It is. I mean, you guys are doing an awesome job. I mean, the Zayo, Scott Mellinger, you know, did I say his name right? Oh, yeah. That was awesome. Yes. You know? They're, yeah, they're yeah. one of my, they're like my top three five hardcore whatever you want to mesh it in there there they are yeah. like right there you know yeah you you loved them like they were they were like your favorite band they're they're still awesome they're still awesome i don't know if you've checked out any of their newer stuff but uh no i have to though i i kind of i don't listen to anything new which is kind of lame now i think yes. i did listen to last coles though out of all those bands, like I, I can't remember the last Converge record I listened to. Yeah, which is pretty check sad out, because they're awesome. You know, they they are consistently good. But check out the well-intentioned virus, Zayo. They're on. They have like some of their old members back. They're on a. They're on a tear. It's good stuff. They're coming out with a new record actually pretty soon. Yeah, they do a lot of reissue stuff too. Yeah. I see that a lot on like on Facebook and Instagram. Like, hey, we're reissuing this. It's coming out. You know putting this back out on vinyl and like yeah i'm not a vinyl collector so in my head i'm going like all right good for you guys that's great but yeah um yeah like they 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 definitely have put some cool shit out in the last couple years i only buy vinyl of records that i'm like like the top five records that you have to have you know what i mean i've never bought never bought a vinyl record in my life never never my thing never (laughs) i don't think so not even any Beatles or anything? <laughs> no. <laughs> I do have a bunch of Yes on vinyl because of my mom. So that's it. That's Fair all enough. I have. But yeah. I, oh, I, I didn't get to finish the Zayo one yet, though. Did you, did you bring up the Penn State show at all? I can't remember. No, I, that was great because, like, Jesse was so funny. We were, like, talking to him and one of the other guys before the show. Wasn't it Scott, too? I don't think it was him. I think I think it was the uh, don't mean to be mean, but the replacement singer. It wasn't uh, 
what's his name? It wasn't Daniel. They had the other guy. What was in really? the band for a little bit? Yeah, he did that show. It wasn't Daniel. Really? Yeah. I don't remember that at all. He did. He I he did a bunch of shows with him. This other oh. guy. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I can't remember his name. But I, I maybe maybe Scott was there. But I mean, that was the first time I I met Jesse at that show, and <laughs> it was not what I was expecting. Let's just leave it like that. And yeah, I he was he was, he was like- awesome. You know? Yeah, he was like really funny. We were like joking about stuff, and I don't know. He it, it wasn't what I was expecting either. He was cool. I was gonna say because whenever I saw them after that, he'd come up to me and we'd bullshit for a while, which I thought was cool. And when he when he left the band or whatever it was, I don't know what happened there. But I kind of I think that's when I kind of um, stopped listening to them. I did because I, I liked him so much. I thought he was a great drummer too. So. At least he crushed yeah. the crushed the um, the set. That's for damn sure. Oh yeah, he was like the heart and soul of that band because he was the only original member. I feel like he was probably carrying it, like you know, keeping it along. But but they're their own thing again. I mean, Ru- Russ Russ is back in the band. You got Scott, you got Daniel, and the other guys. It's uh, it's a fresh, it's a fresh new sound. It's good. And that's really all you need. I'm de- I, I will check it out. Yeah. Well, Pat, listen, we I want to thank you for coming on and uh I'm going to be down there soon enough so we're going to hang out. And yeah, uh, hopefully this well, won't end for a while, but you know, maybe all three of us can hang out at some point, you know. For sure. Miss you guys. Yeah. yeah. Miss you too, man. It's it's a bummer like when you hear like people talking about like, "Oh yeah, remember like Keith, I don't remember who we were talking to, but they were like, it was, um, oh my god, I'm blanking on his name, the guy from Poison the Well, Chris. He was like, yeah, one of the venues basically said, you won't see any live music until 2021. And I remember laughing at that, being like, what a fucking ridiculous thing to say. Yeah, I'm sure fucking January is when we're going to see it. And it's like, that's looking more and more feasible at this point every day. Like, holy shit. Like, I I just got... um. I forget what I got an update on my phone from I forget which school district it was, but they're they're going virtual um, until um, I think it's Council Rock is going to be virtual until Thanksgiving break. And they're going to reassess at that point. They're doing that around here, too. I have a buddy that teaches and he said the same thing. Bristol Township, I think. Man, Well, Pat, thanks again for being on. And listen, once again, folks, write us, northeastscene at gmail.com. Uh, review us on Apple Podcasts. Write a review. Rate us. Get in touch with us. We want to hear from you. We need you. Become a member. And you don't need to do anything to become a member. You just need to say that you are. And then you are. That's it. Will it into existence. So thanks, everybody, for listening. And until next time.